Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Conscious Man Podcast. I am your host, Scott Pagliaccio, and I am joined in studio today with my man, Natural Nate of on, Original guys? Human Movement. Yes, yes. And that's exactly where I want to dive in, man. Let's uh, let's start with what that is. What is Original Human Movement? And uh, take it away, man. All right. Yeah, so Original Human Movement, how do I define that? That is the movement to becoming an original human. Yeah. <laughs> I know we uh, were joking about that the other day when we were doing the MoveNet meetup. Yep. I was climbing the tree and he started asking me, what is original human movement? And it's as simple as that, really. Okay, but what does that mean, becoming an original human? Um, really returning back to the roots, you know, of who we are. Yeah. Um, that's broken down into three main branches. That's movement, nutrition, and lifestyle, right? So we focus heavily on the movement. Uh, that is my favorite thing to do, to move my body. It's where I find the most pleasure. It's where I uh, really get into those you know, flow states mm -hmm. and really just uh, experience the best of life is when I'm moving. Um, so that is the name, Original Human Movement. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a play on words, not only the movement of moving your body, like an original human, but also the movement, like the bigger picture movement. Ah, yeah, I didn't even think of that right? Right? until you said that. Yeah, right? okay. So, you know, moving back to what it means to be human. Uh, and that's just, uh, you know, returning to the roots, you know, where we come from. Because um, in our modern times, we're kind of disconnected from that. We've kind of separated from being, really being human, yeah. you know. Uh, we are. We have artificial lights. We have artificial environments. We have artificial sounds. We have artificial foods. We have artificial. You name it. You know. Yeah, and we have no movement virtually. Right. 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 We have uh, virtually no movement, and the movement we uh, that is required by modern living is kind of artificial. You know. Yeah. It's repetitive. It's the same thing over and over again. It's uh, moving this to here repetitively if you're maybe a, if you do labor work things like that so really kind of uh zooming out and trying to as much as possible align with uh our evolution our our dna our okay roots, you know so what like what what how did you first get involved with uh i know you also have you're involved with MoveNet mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we've done parkour, uh, workshops together, yep. uh, one in Austin. And so I'm curious how you got involved with, you know, moving in, in when, like yeah. how, how old were you when you got involved with this? Well, uh, if, if you want to go way back, yeah, let's uh, go back to the, <laughs> to like, like where yeah. it all started for you. Yeah. Right. Let's go way back, man. Uh, so that'd be, uh, when I was, you know, right out of the womb when I was born. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, literally my, my dad, you know, was, um, a huge influence on this kind of lifestyle for me. Um, right out of the womb, my dad had me in nature, you know, he had, mm -hmm. he'd bring me outside. Yeah. Uh, he had me hanging from bars before I could speak. And yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. For all you guys out there, this is, this is Nate hanging from yes. a bar. Yep. Where is this? This is somewhere in Massachusetts. I don't know the exact location. I would like to actually find that exact yeah. location and revisit it. That'd be fun. How old were you here? Um, I wasn't old enough to speak. 
Okay. So I don't know how old that was, but I definitely wasn't old enough to speak. And um, so, yeah, before I could speak, my dad hung me up from this bar and I would just hang and hang and hang. And he said, you know, I'll just hang forever. And he, I wouldn't want to come down. Mm. And I couldn't tell him to take me down. You know, I couldn't speak. <laughs> right, right. And, and I, why would he take you down right. when you were hanging there? Yeah. Uh, unless you were screaming, maybe yeah. then you would yeah. probably a sign that you wanted to get off. But right, right. Not making any noises. You felt comfortable hanging yeah. from that bar. Yeah. It came naturally to you. Yeah. So that's an example of a, a natural human uh, movement, an instinctual movement. Because uh, he didn't have to teach me how to hang. He just put me there. My hands just instinctually grabbed and hung on. Yeah. You know, I knew I didn't want to fall, I'm sure. You know, there's that instinctual thing. I don't want to fall, so I better hang. Yeah. You know? And uh, so, yeah, those of you watching the video, you can see the logo on our shirts, uh, even on this laptop sticker here. But um, that's where it started. Um, I, I thought you were being, like, sarcastic and talking like, <laughs> a little way bit, back. like, way back, like, from the whoop. But in my own experience with my own children, being a father myself, if hearing you say this yeah. and reflecting back, that's when it started for with my children was right. the same. As soon as they came out of the womb, like literally I would put them on stability balls and I would do when I saw that they're when I put them on the bed and I saw their faces falling into the pillow and they would be upset. So I was like, hmm, I saw it was like a, a problem. And I thought, what's the solution? So I, I would take out like a Swiss ball yeah. and I would place them on the ball. And I noticed when I placed my hand on their back and I adjusted the ball that in a certain position, they were able to maintain next ability. Wow. And that was really cool. So it totally makes sense that this is all moving our bodies mm -hmm. is supernatural and it starts immediately and before, right. you know, probably when they're in the womb. Yeah. Uh, actually swimming is one of those things where immediately from birth, yeah, it is a, uh, instinctual movement. Uh, a lot of people in this modern times, because we're so disconnected, as we said, um, are scared of their kids going to their pools and that kind of instills this fear in their kid and then they have to teach them how to swim. But if you have a water birth and your kids birth into water, uh, babies will not inhale until their face reaches the water. Mm. It's an instinctual thing. They will not take in any water. Dude, I love it. And, yeah. and something else that you said I want to add to that is parents projecting their fucking fear onto mm. their children. when. They instinctually, in yeah. for the first nine months of their lives, yeah. they're swimming in ambiotic fluid. <laughs> right, it's right. normal. It's natural. <laughs> they get out their parents' yeah. fear yeah. of them drowning, which yeah. is normal and natural. Right. You don't want your kids to drown, exactly. but it's a it's it's not necessary to right. to project that. Yeah, in. it is. It is a normal fear uh, in a sense, and, and um, but it's not necessary. Yeah. Um, you can, yeah, you can see videos of this. You can see babies. You put them in water and they naturally turn over. They swim to the safe spot and get up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, there's a whole system of, of, of uh, facilitating that, right? Not teaching, right? Right. But it's more of teaching the parents to let ah, the kids, you know what I mean? So that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, so the kids already know. Yeah. But we have to re-educate the parents. Right. You have to remind the the parents exactly gotcha so that's something that's very interesting and um, so yeah um as a baby of course moving naturally all babies do you look at any baby they got a perfect deep squat 
Uh, kids yep. will run, they'll jump, they'll climb. You don't have to tell them what to do. They'll just do it. Yeah. Um, and then as far as my personal story, um, you know, kind of grew up uh, not very much into sports. I uh, had asthma as a kid, so I kind of was discouraged by, you know, running out of breath, you know, trying to keep up with, uh, you know, people, friends, sports, whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, maybe played one sport in one third grade or whatever and didn't really do much until I got out of high school, really. Okay. Um, my last year of high school, I took up wrestling. And I was like, man, this was amazing. You know, I, <laughs> I won my first match, got my ass handed me the, the rest. But I was like, wish I started earlier. You know, right. that challenge was uh, very fun. Okay. And uh, so that kind of sparked uh, the uh, idea of movement, of challenge, mm. of challenging yourself, myself. And um, after that, after high school, took up like self-trained parkour. Yeah. And uh, what did you see a video or something? Yeah. You, yeah. Know, yeah. you know how most people start parkour. You watch a few videos online and try it out yourself. And David Bell, I'm yeah, imagining. David Bell, uh, Stefan, uh, you know, all the founders. Uh, uh, I, f I was fortunate enough to find the, the founders of uh, Art to Placement, the Yamak, the Yamakaze. Big ups to, shout you, out to that yeah, Yamakaze. shout out to those guys for sure, man. Because yeah, I know you actually got to meet those guys. Yeah, 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 train with them. yeah which was amazing. Cool. I um, had a few workshops locally in Texas, uh, Williams Bell in Dallas, did a child bell in Houston at Urban Movement at my buddy Cameron's gym. And then um, what else? So, yeah, and we also went over to France and oh, trained wow. the week-long E-Remove. Uh, the second edition of Evry Move. Evry Move, what's uh, so that familiar? Was, yeah, Evry uh, is a small uh, city. In okay. All right. And that's where the, the kind of the birthplace of art to placement, you know, of what yeah. most people call parkour. Okay. Um, for everybody out there who's listening yeah. or watching it, I wasn't familiar. So, yeah, thanks for the, uh, that's really helpful. Man. Yeah. Art to placement is uh, translated to art of displacement or, you know, oh. art of movement in, yeah. in a sense. And so, a week long with the founders, with uh, Williams, with Cha, with Jan, with Laurent, um, all these, you know, icons. If you look back at the, you know, the old VHS tapes. Was there a movie called The Art of Movement? Or I, I feel like I watched a, I a, think so. a video or a, a maybe a yeah. documentary or something like that. There are with some those guys. old clips of the Yamak. Uh, there's some movies of okay. the Yamak. Um, it's kind of slipping my mind right now. The yeah. titles of them, there's quite a few, though, if you look them up. Uh, and they're amazing. Um, scaling buildings, just, you know, they're doing this way back. So I was fortunate enough to find them early on to see the true spirit of art to day placement of parkour and not get not ever get caught up in the flashy stuff. Uh, you yeah. know, get up more into the practical, more into the um so when you say flashy stuff this is like you know the the ninja warrior kind of or what, um, what is it so the way i kind of uh segmented it in my mind was you know parkour was a to b mm. and free running was with creativity 
Ah, okay. Um, so you, um, was never really big into the flips and the fancy stuff, and it's fun. I know, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and there is an argument to a practical side of that as far as spatial awareness and uh, stuff, but it's more for aesthetic. It's more like, hey, this looks really cool. A lot of the culture is around being cool and aesthetic looking. Um, okay. So that never really was my vibe. Yeah. Um, Art of placement was though. Yeah. And um, that led into uh, Georges Hebert's La Method Naturelle. I found these old uh, PDFs and old uh, things like that, old resources mm. online of Georges Hebert, who was a French naval officer. Um, and you know, if you there's a great article on MoveNet. Uh, so is he affiliated with MoveNet, or is that how MoveNet started? So Erwin Lacour found George Bird and wanted to kind of revive it. Uh, this was, you know, the previous generations. Yeah. Um, and in doing so, wasn't really, uh, I guess, supported in that effort. So we ended up kind of creating a new thing, mm. creating MoveNet. Okay. He wanted to revive the old and, and, and give credit. To George Hebert, and he does give credit to him. Uh, is George Hebert still alive? No, or did he, that, no. This was back. Yeah, quite I some think time. his I think his kids are still alive. Okay, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, so that's where MoveNet was birthed from La Method Naturelle, and Arthur Deplacement and Parkour come from that as well. Mm. This um, this motto of training, practical skills. This motto of be strong to be helpful, be strong to be useful. You know. I like that, man. That, yeah. Like they're, they're, it's, it's not just like, uh, you go to the gym and lift weights and right. look in your, look at yourself in the <laughs> mirror. Not that there's anything wrong with that, right. man. If you're exercising and taking care of yourself, we definitely want you to do that. But this is like, this is comes from our, this goes way, way, way right. back. And I like, I, like, it sounds very ethical mm -hmm. is what I'm hearing you say, you yeah, know, to be a, helpful, mm -hmm. you know, it's not just about me. It's not about right. how I look. It's not. It's not narcissistic. <laughs> not that that is. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. Building your body to look beautiful naked is is fantastic, man. We're not knocking any genre of physical fitness, but this this is a little bit deeper, is mm -hmm. what I'm hearing, man. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's physical. It's mental. It's moral. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, the, there's a lot of the fitness is caught up today and just aesthetics that's why they're isolating and, and repping it out okay okay and um you know the whole i think it came across with the bodybuilding and arnold schwarzenegger or whatever yeah and you know it's better to be that than not doing anything to be sedentary sure yeah. and uh maybe not you know uh, yeah i don't know well yeah <laughs> yeah how deep you go you know? yeah it's yeah taking for sure some stuff and yeah, I'm not getting, judging anybody, getting, man. Getting injured, you know, that's uh, that's definitely not healthy. Yeah, take some, you know, we're not judging you. You want to take stuff, yeah. take stuff, you know. Yeah, so it, it, it takes it a step further and um, focuses on the skills. That's what MoveNet does. Okay. Um, so, yeah, La Method Natural led me to MoveNet naturally, you know, is the next step. And um, that's where I found, when I found that, I was like, yeah, this is it. You know, so MoveNet? Yeah, MoveNet okay. for me was it, you know. Can you speak a little bit more? I'm imagining some of the listeners have never, you know, this, this was what you were into I knew a little bit about, but I imagine some of the listeners are uh, 
they understand parkour maybe a little bit because mm-hmm. they're into fitness as well, our listeners, but mm-hmm. maybe uh, like the move net, that was something really new to me. And uh, yeah. so if you want to go into that and yeah. how that ties into your business as right. well. Yeah, so movement is very similar to parkour. So if anyone's familiar with parkour, um, they have the same roots, as I said. And um, I feel like it takes it a step farther. Uh, mm. Parkour likes to focus on um, urban movements a lot. And, of course, you know, if you look at the founders, like Yamak, they trained in the woods as well. Okay. And the fountain. Hey, uh, Bear, George Hey, Bear, is that? Is no, that? the Yamak. Uh, oh. That was uh, Chow, Williams, Yamak. Okay. They trained in the forest of fountain blue oh. a beautiful forest in france wow got a few got the tr- train there as well it's beautiful cool. um but yeah so it's not like all of uh you know the history of parkour was in urban environments but that's what it kind of evolved to be and uh so moving out is any environment um and not just locomotion movements like the running and jumping and climbing and that's crawling. locomotion yep okay so traveling through space whether you're running jumping climbing crawling balancing um uh, uh sw- swimming even um and then their movement goes a step further it takes on all the locomotive movements that parkour has but it also has the rest of the natural human movements like swimming okay and then it has the lifting and carrying throwing and catching I was just going to ask you about that because when we went, we went on a our uh, excursion at Cedar Ridge. Cedar right. Ridge, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, being exposed to all that, like even even uh, the evacuation of another human being if he was right. injured, like right. so carrying right someone to safety. Yeah. So a lot of people, when you they hear lifting, might just think of bodybuilding, you know, right. lifting dumbbells. Sure. And, Maybe they'll even go on to kettlebells, take it a yeah. step further. But um, there's more than that, even, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's lifting and carrying a human being, you know. Yep. The whole point of lifting is to carry something out there. How often in a real-world situation where you just lift something repetitively, and right. either, either and not do anything after. So either you're going to throw it after, you're going to carry it after, Right. It's not just the lifting for the sake of lifting, but to transport the object to manipulate it through space, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, humans uh, is a a very practical thing to be able to lift and carry. Yeah. And that's just something you won't see in modern fitness, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, you you don't. Every once in a while, like I'll see somebody bench pressing, like their girlfriend or <laughs> yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. but. You know, what's uh, the point of that? <laughs> right. And to look cool on Instagram uh, or YouTube or whatever, for sure. Uh, but th- but back in the day, it was we were having to do these things. Right. More yeah. Often. If you can just imagine the life of a hunter gatherer. What are they going to do? They're going to walk for miles and miles and miles. They're going to run for miles and miles and miles if they're persistent something right yeah. they're going to run until the animal drops dead of fatigue yeah because <laughs> we can sweat and breathe while running and they can't they have to stop to breathe oh right? i you know i didn't even know that yeah. man i did yeah. not know that that's a great piece of information that's so they would chase down the prey yeah until it would stop right until it just be out of breath that's called persistent something yeah wow man is it, it like do people still do that 
you know like indigenous uh, cultures maybe we, i think we've kind of smudged out a lot of tribes mm. uh, i don't know you know of course there's still some uncontacted tribes um parts of the world we don't know of but yeah don't, there's uh the tata umada what's that um so christopher mcdougall wrote a book born to run uh, i think i've heard of that yeah it's a fantastic book yeah what's that um, all about man <laughs> that book inspired me to run ultra marathons that i never wanted to run before <laughs> do you ran an ultra marathon no 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 it inspired, oh, it inspired me to, me to yeah, want yeah, to so I, and what's an ultra 150 uh yeah 100 200 miles, miles yeah. 200 miles yeah yeah people actually people are doing that barefoot in the desert straight up in yeah. the desert how hot is it uh, like hundreds a hundred in the canyons of mexico the Tata Umada, yeah, it's it's that's a tribe of people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a fascinating book. If you ever get your hands on it, definitely uh, give that a look. Um, yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes to, for that book. What's it called again? Born to Run. Born to Run. Yeah, fascinating book. Um, and yeah, that and that's the thing. We're we're born to run. We're born to walk. We're born to move in a diverse set of ways. And uh, the problem with modern sports and fitness is it's very isolated. It's very specialized. Mm. So you'll have people who are very good at running, but not so good at jumping or throwing. Mm, yeah. You'll have people who are very good at throwing, say a, a ball, right. uh, but maybe can't crawl or balance or, you know, yeah. you have people who are very good at self-defense, but maybe they're not good at lifting and carrying and, uh, you know, crawling and balancing. Yeah. So, yeah. The, so the idea is to the idea of MoveNet is to have an unspecialized set of skills. So we want to improve all domains of movement skills and kind of have them at an even level as much as possible. Of course, that's probably not going to be even keel across all twelve domains, but as much as possible. Okay, well, I'm curious. So you train people in this methodology yes. and, uh, you know, the name of the business, the yes. name of the company is yeah. Original Human Movement. Yeah. So you can, you know, go there. So is it in person or is it online? Yep. So it's or uh, both. Both. Yeah. Okay. So in person, um, currently in the Dallas, Texas area, Grapevine area, mm -hmm. uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, and also online. So I've uh, joined the MoveNet online coaching team. Cool. Uh, so that system of MoveNet has this platform. Uh, they partnered with this platform called True Coach, and it's super easy to use. Um, and basically, you interact with your coach, you sign up, you get your coach, and you get your workouts for the week. Mm -hmm. They give you uh, that. And it's very simple. You watch the videos, how to do the techniques. Yeah. And then you submit your videos for feedback and the coach will give you your feedback, how to improve, or if it looks good, you know, what to do. Yeah. It's, wow, man. That's so Yeah. Technology, man. It's, it's, it's where it's at. Yeah. So if you're anywhere in the world and you don't have a move that certified trainer near you, this is the best option you have. Uh, online coaching, you can do it from anywhere in the world. How do you assess like a client online? Do, do they fill out a questionnaire and then you, whatever their skill level is and you kind of work with them from there. How do you assess somebody, yeah. you know, that isn't right in front of you? I'm, yeah. I'm curious about that. So yeah. There's a, there's a, when you sign up for moving online coaching, there's a form you fill out, you know, kind of get your history, mm. where you're coming from, uh, what your goals are, where you want to go. And um, from there, the first uh, 
session is an assessment. So we kind of look at, uh, you know, these generic, all right, I say generic, more basic movement skills to see where your level of fitness is. And then we kind of make a program for you from there. You know, cool, man. Depending on your goals. Yeah. Right on. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So uh, if, if, if I wanted to train with you, I can obviously train with you live and in person, in person but yeah. you, you may be going to Bali soon and we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. And I wanted to stay in contact with you that I could just do it over the internet and uh, you would assess me yeah. over a period of time. And typically what, what, what is the duration somebody trains with you for to learn these skills? I mean, is it, do you have ongoing uh, clients that have been working with you for months and years or? Yeah. Movement is a lifelong, you know, approach. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, the goal is to get your foundation built yep. and um, get you to the level where you are comfortable with, whether you just want to have a foundation just to be able to play with your kids or, mm. you know, whatever your goals are. Uh, there's going to be a different time frame it'll take for you to reach that. Um, we'll have people on there who are becoming Move Not Certified Trainers as well. So they'll go through the program to become. Uh, to so have, some of your clients will then become yes, trainers. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. they love it so much that right. they want to help other people. And that seems to be, in my experience, why we're all fucking here right, is right. to help one another right. and then uplift them so they exactly. can then go and help someone and feel what that's like. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what it's all about, you know, learning something new and integrating that information and sharing with others, hopefully to help them as well, you know? Yeah. Awesome. What about for kids? Like, I mean, even though it's really natural for kids to move, do you yeah. work with kids? I mean, with obesity being, um, that's the kind of the population that I'm really interested in. I, I loved hearing your story about how your dad, you know, introduced you to movement or encouraged it and took you in nature. And, you know, I kind of feel the same way with my kids. And what I'm noticing out in the world is that there's this, it, it feels like an epidemic. It, it looks like an epidemic. When I see more and more obese kids and uh, it drives me fucking crazy, man. Yeah. So are you working with children as well or is MoveNet, um, do they have that you know the uh, about the availability yeah. or the yeah um so i'm not sure if uh the movenet online coaching has gotten with any kids yet but mm -hmm. the movenet system has been used to teach kids uh many times you'll see it in the community um you can look to see if there's a community up near you uh but i've worked with kids myself as well cool um and yeah it's great for kids because you know the common um myth a lot along natural movement is well if it's natural why would i need someone to teach me <laughs> <laughs> yeah well because we don't uh, yeah that makes so much sense because we don't move the way we used to because we sit exactly in front of screens and so never mind the fact that we're so far disconnected from an environment from a life that would require natural movement but even if um you had this natural movement ability it doesn't mean you're going to be efficient or effective at it right so and what do you mean by that like so we have we have that innate in us right but it doesn't mean we'll be proficient at it right so here's a good example okay. everybody can jump right yeah every i could say jump and everybody's gonna be able to do some form of a jump yeah unless you ain't got no fucking legs unless <laughs> you ain't got no legs right, right. and so 
But just because somebody can jump, does that mean that jump's going to be efficient? When you say efficient, what do you mean? So there's three outcomes to efficiency. There's the conservation of energy. Mm, okay. There's the increased safety. Yep. And there's increase in performance. So just because someone can jump doesn't mean it's going to be safe. Doesn't mean they're going to be energy efficient where they can continue to jump over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean uh, that it's going to be a good performing jump. It doesn't mean they're going to be able to jump, you know, six, seven, eight feet, you know? Yeah. Um, so the first goal in obtaining a movement aptitude, like jumping, um, would be to be effective at the jump. So say there's a one foot jump that you want to complete. About one minute. Cool. Yeah. Uh, say there's a one foot jump you want to complete. Um, then to be effective, you know, you jump and then you land on the target. That's effective. Now, yeah. um, to become efficient, you just increase your safety of landing. Um, you increase your energy conservation. So having the proper position and breathing, having the proper sequence and timing and tension and relaxation to save energy and have good technique. Gotcha, um, man. Yeah. Totally makes sense. All right. We're going to take a break and we will be right back with natural Nate of original human movement. Hang in there, folks. Yo, welcome back, everyone. We're here with Natural Native Original Human Movement, and we're talking about MoveNat, and we're talking about uh, what it is and uh, how it's going to help you. So we left off uh, just a second ago, and uh, we're, we're just going to pick right back up where we left off. Uh, we were talking about efficiency, safety, and what was the other one? So yeah, the three things of efficiency are increased safety, conservation of energy, and increased performance performance yeah we all want to perform better man i want to be a better athlete i want to i want to you know i want to do it efficiently i want to conserve energy especially if i am an athlete if i play soccer if i you know do whatever outside of doing you know this type of movement as a training methodology i might play a sport yeah and exactly i want to perform at you know, optimum levels. So I want to move as efficiently as possible. I want to be as strong as possible. I want to be powerful. I want to be able to conserve energy. So yeah, that's a great reason to train MoveNet is to fill in the gaps of your sport. Cause you know, everybody has something they love to do. You know, I love to train jujitsu. Yeah. Um, but if I only trained my sport, I would have some holes. Yeah. You know, I would have some inefficiencies, some, um, some imbalances, right? Yeah. So that's a great thing moving that does is it kind of equalizes the field. It brings up uh, and it fills in any of those gaps you may have. So that's a great reason to train it. Yeah. And that, I've noticed like in your videos, man, uh, you guys won't need a gym membership. Right. Right. You know, you, you know, you're, you can train with Nate remotely or one-on-one -on -one if you're in the grapevine, uh, Dallas, Texas area. And what I love about your training is you can train at a park, mm -hmm. you're out in nature mm -hmm. and, uh, 
maybe what's your experience with being in nature as far as the effects that it has on the body and on the mind yeah uh, we're lacking that it, and that has to do with why we're depressed and why oh, we're yeah. anxious yeah there's there's countless studies uh showing the benefits of spending time in nature just having an image of a green space you know uh, just a painting of nature mm. in your hospital room uh you'll heal faster than the person who does it Whoa, man. <laughs> never mind the window to see the outside trees and birds and beautiful scenery just a picture of it will do the trick uh so there's some deeply ingrained uh stuff in our dna that requires uh nature wow you know, it, we are nature yeah. yeah uh so there's this weird thing where people are scared of it you know it's dirty yeah it's, uh, some gonna, wild animals some gonna wild come animal. i'm scared you know this i don't want to get hurt i don't want to get injured i don't want to get dirty you know, it is kind of this uh weird thing weird relationship modern humans have with nature and we need it's to realize fucking conditioning again <laughs> you know our parents thanks mom and dad not just kidding <laughs> just, but it is man it is we we're, we're conditioned away from our normal natural yeah. human state of being societal conditioning for sure man cultural whatever yep Hey, I know that I wanted to like move into this big news. Uh, Nate yeah. is doing uh, in is doing his first uh, retreat in yeah. Bali, one of the most beautiful places in the world. Let's talk about nature. Huh? Yeah, let's talk about nature. Let's dive in. Let Let's talk about what the hell's going on there. And uh, this is yeah. really exciting, I know, for you. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast. The second podcast was where you were then to where you are now, oh, and yeah. having you know, having this retreat yeah. is, is a big deal. So why don't you tell the listeners what's going on there and uh, how yeah. they can get involved and yeah. tell me, man, because I'm, <laughs> I'm super curious too, man. Yeah. So, man, this is something I've been wanting to do for some time now. I, I really have this vision for hosting these retreats uh, pretty regularly yep. um, just to get people back in touch, just have like that week long experience mm. of reconnecting, yeah. you know, reconnecting to nature, reconnecting to their body, reconnecting to their mind and their tribe, you know, just being in that environment that uh, really has uh, benefits from all angles, you know? Yeah. So the beautiful nature, uh, the movement, the quality, nutrition, the, the people, you know, the like minds, just having everything come together synergistically because mm -hmm. there's benefits to all of it right yeah yeah um, no it, are, are people going to be unplugged i mean it, it's it's completely up to them yeah. right but i mean it's obviously recommended yeah you know yeah if you want to get the full experience yeah. you know unplugging yeah. and, and yeah. reconnecting is going to be the way to go if you want optimal optimal yeah and you know i'll still be doing my online coaching of course in a couple an hour a day or so you know yeah and um, so it's not like you have to be completely unplugged right. to enjoy this experience, but just spending most of your time um, in alignment, right? Yeah. Moving the way your body's designed to move, eating in a way that supports a healthy body and mind, um, connecting with people through conversations and movement and games and play, and, you know, just being in that beautiful scenery yeah. um, has so many benefits. You know, there's millions of studies to, to promote uh, a more natural way of living, eating, moving, 
you know, and it's not something that you need a study to prove. You can feel it. Yeah, you know, man. How amazing do you feel when you're sitting with someone talking, having a great conversation? How amazing do you feel when you're eating quality food? If you never experienced that, you might not know, right? Yeah. But once you experience it, like, wow, there's a big difference between um, sitting on a couch all day and eating fucking potato yeah, chips. Yeah, like yeah. how do you feel after conquering some challenge, you know? Mud running is a big thing nowadays. Like, yeah. How do you feel after that? Dude, I don't know, but I'm getting ready to do a 30-mile, 60-obstacle fucking race nice, that I, I, I don't know what – it's going to feel pretty – I'm excited. Like, I, yeah. that's another thing is I'm, I'm stuck. I'm trying. I, I am. I'm intending. I'm taking words out like challenging right. and hard right. and replacing them with fun and right. exciting yeah. and, you know – because that's what I really feel like okay. it's going to be, man. Yeah. So I'm excited to, to do yeah. that. But yeah. So to, yeah, Bali is going to be a, a whole lot of fun. Challenging. Uh, yeah, challenging. Um, you know, as much as you want, you know. Yeah. You, you challenge yourself to the limits you're ready for. Um, but yeah, we're going to be going over a lot. We're going to be having morning routines, rising, which is we're going to set that up every single morning. To, you know, start the morning with yeah. the win. You win the morning, you win the day. So that's going to be a, a key component. Waking up Speak to day. that a little bit more, how yeah. important it is to to, yeah. to wake up in the morning and not go into your habitual patterned thinking mind yeah. about your bills and your worries right. and all that shit. Like, what is it? What has been the benefit for you and your experience changing in, in adding in? I don't know if you've always had a morning ritual or just in the time that you have. What are the benefits that you've experienced? Yeah, it's huge. It makes all the difference in the world. I mean, think about it. How you start your morning is how you start your day. You know, we have momentum built mm. up from it. So if you wake up in a shitty mood, you know, you're, you first thing you do is look at your phone and you're getting all these notifications and you're getting pulled in all these different uh, directions. Yeah, your man. attention doesn't know where to focus. <laughs> and next thing you know, you know, five, six hours go by and I got into shit. Yeah, no, I, I got sucked into that yeah. sinkhole almost this morning. I got yeah. up and I took, flipped my phone on and yeah. I saw a thing on Instagram yeah. and I almost went to it, but yeah. there's a part of me that yeah. was caught it and was like, shut that off. Nice. That's hard to do. It is hard to do, man. So the best thing you can do to prevent, because it once, you know, our bodies, you know, hardwired. For these type of things for the stimulation yeah you get a hit man you get yeah. a hit of that dopamine the man dopamine yeah it's it's addicting that's what dopamine is yeah um so the best thing you can do is set up measures ahead of time so that way you're not pulled in any other way so you know having your phone on airplane mode mm. so even if you do look at your phone you're not getting any notifications you're not getting any um anything from your phone it's just you know a solid piece of <laughs> yeah it's made of yeah and i what i've experienced is i get a hit of dopamine by meditating yeah. i mean i i i feel like i get a hit of dope i it's, think it's, it's probably not dopamine oxytocin you you get one of those chemicals you get a, you get something probably yeah. serotonin maybe yeah i think it feels better to yeah. accomplish something oh it's a much better feeling yeah um it, you feel much more accomplished you feel much more calm yeah centered versus that dopamine hit where you're getting pulled and you're just looking for the next little drip. Oh yeah. You know, That's what I used to like when I was in that, in that <laughs> yeah. part of my life, man, and yeah. a whole nother. Yeah. Yeah. That was that 
give me that hit. Man. So that morning routine is huge. You gotta have a routine that will. The point of a routine is to keep it simple. So it's mm -hmm. gonna be simple. Yeah. Wherever you're starting from, you know, mine has got more elaborate over the years. Yeah. Um, you're not gonna have people sit for an hour. Right. Just five ten minutes of meditating. Yeah. Five ten minutes of walking. Five ten minutes of of breathing mm. or just something where you are in control of what you're doing. You're not responding to other people's needs. Mm. You know, you're focused on your needs first, yeah. taking care of yourself. So then you can have the energy, have the focus, clarity to the old airplane. Yourself. When you're on the airplane, man, make sure you take yes, the, you get you the oxygen first. first and then help others. Yeah, man. And I just wanted to add the breathing thing. We did a, uh, we did a, a <laughs> technique prior to like a meditation before we, started this episode man yeah. and i like the hallucinogenic oh, properties yeah. or qualities from what we did yeah it was it was a transcendental experience oh, yeah. it was it was psychedelic it was it was amazing and it, it it proves to me i've been sober or clean or whatever you want to call it for 16 years no drugs no alcohol not at all and what i experienced in that moment by just breathing was reminiscent of something when i had to put a substance in my body mm. Out, that was outside of me. And I already know that it's inside of me and it can be cultivated through a simple practice of breathing. Yep. And I know that you, uh, that's part, I, I'm pretty sure it's part of your morning routine, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my morning routine consists of movement, breathing, meditation. That's the baseline depending on. Movement, breathing, meditation yep. first in first sequential yeah, order? Yeah, in that order. Uh, for Depending on your personality type depending on how you function it might be the opposite it might be meditation breathing yeah. then movement so it's, it, this is an individual like for it's somebody an individual thing gotcha, yeah. man. you'll find you know through trial and error or you know if you got a coach who can figure out what best benefits you that can kind of help you with that yeah um, but yeah movement breathing meditation is the, the minimal and then i'll also throw in uh reading mm -hmm. so learning yeah um walking barefoot grounded oh. like sunshine that's all yeah. huge um, what do you like to read i'm curious man like oh, in the morning man anything and everything but uh right now what's your um, fave yeah what are you on right now right now i'm reading the natural movement book by move that on the core okay it's the basically the bible of natural movement so is this something <laughs> you're revisiting that you've already read or is this the first time you've read this oh it's a huge book, book. I'm, I'm still going through it um just a little bit every day you know just go pages every day yeah um, lot, you know, a lot of it's refreshing what yeah. I've learned through the certifications and studying for the past four or five years, but, um, yeah. And so I'd love to read, uh, in the morning and at night, learn something new, keep my brain active, mm -hmm. growing, you know? Yeah. And I, I like what you said. It's a big book. And for the listener, man, a little bit getting a, you know, just yeah. a little bit every single day is going to get you a long way. Yeah. And it doesn't, you don't have to sit down and read an 800 page <laughs> right, book. Right, right. And I think that's really important for the listener to understand or for yeah. anybody out there that's looking to make a change in their life is it starts with something yeah. minute. Baby steps. Yeah. You're not doing this big, huge yeah. thing all at once right. that over time, taking these little baby steps, yeah. next thing you know, you know, more and more and more and you're transforming your life and uh you're hanging out in bali with Nate and the crew <laughs> yeah. and what i wanted to ask you yeah. about that was so are you going to be facilitating this by yourself or yes. uh 
I know you have a partner and yep. is she going to be there as well helping? She's going to be there. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll be facilitating the, the, the week long by myself. We'll be, yeah, as I said, we'll be starting the days with morning routines. Um, we're going to have, so we'll, I'll, show, show, I'll basically be guiding everyone through my routine and ah. telling them how they can customize it to their own needs. Okay. Um, so movement, breathing, meditation. Yep. Uh, we'll be going over movement, practical movement skills. So I'll be teaching people um, practical movement skills in all the domains. So that's how to walk, run, jump, climb, crawl, mm. lift, carry, throw, catch. Uh, this is going to be waterfalls. So we'll be doing some aquatics. Oh, wow. And man. some combatives yeah, as well. And some what as well? Combatives. Oh, so health some health defense. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. You're you into jujitsu and you said you wrestled and yep. is, what else? I don't know. So I've tried a lot of different things. Um, but yeah, my focus for this is uh, the movement combative system. Uh, very just like in their uh, all the other domains mm -hmm. of movement. Uh, it's focuses on efficiency you know, what works, taking out all the fluff, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a big thing in uh, a lot of combative self-defense systems. There's a lot of fluff out there. So move net combatives and then jujitsu is my passion and that's very effective. Um, so just uh, teaching some self, basic self-defense concepts, principles and techniques, mm. uh, what to think about, what to uh, effective movements. Yeah. And then exploring some uh, jujitsu, invisible jujitsu more specifically. Is invisible? My, yeah, that's been my study recently. It's like this kind of sub sect of jujitsu, right? Okay. It's Brazilian jujitsu, which is from Japanese jujitsu and judo and stuff like that. But invisible jujitsu is like Hickson's style. Hickson Gracie? Hickson okay. Gracie, the, the GOAT, right? The greatest yeah. of all time. Yeah. Um, just if you look at his track record, it's just amazing. Um, and he has this uh, thing he calls invisible jujitsu in it. The reason he calls it that is because it looks the same. Yeah. Um, but there's these little details that are mostly felt and you don't really see them. Like you could do this, he could do the same movement. Mm -hmm. Um, if anyone's familiar with jujitsu, there's, uh, the upa, right. Or the mouth escape bridge and roll There's one little detail makes all the difference on whether it's effective to their defense or not, you know? So, Wait a minute, say that again. So the, these little details determine whether the movement is effective or not. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they're so minute that they're, they're pretty much invisible. invisible right. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so hence the name, invisible. hence the name invisible jujitsu. Gotcha. And it's something you really have to feel. So a lot of, a big part of it is feeling it, mm. you, know? you know? Yeah. And, um, so, we taught that at the um, parkour workshop we did. Yep, in Austin. In, in Austin. Yeah. Um, had a little free workshop for the community out there, teaching the basics of that, of base and leverage and connection. And that's something we're going to be exploring in Bali as well. Cool, man. Um, and then, you know, for the jujitsu practitioners, there's going to be optional rolling, you know, if you want to join in. That's cool. You can too. roll. Yeah. You can and it doesn't mean roll. ecstasy. <laughs> You're gonna get high rolling yeah. with, with other human beings on the ground. That sounds interesting. Rolling, while yeah, rolling. <laughs> yeah, rolling while. There's nothing wrong with that, man. I bet you that would be really cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. So we're starting to wind down a little bit here, and uh, one of the other things that I wanted to like mention and talk about is your you and 
uh, Tiffany, your partner, are going in one of the one of the other things, one of the other dreams, you know, the the retreat being one. One of the other dreams that you guys had was to live remotely. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'd love for you to go go into that a little bit and, and yeah. kind of let the listeners know, like in this day and age, man, you don't have to live in a, and sit in an right. office and you could travel the world and live yeah. and move. And yeah, I feel like nomad, nomadic being nomadic is very uh, kind of a human thing. You know, we move with the food, we follow the food, yeah. we follow the herd of bison. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We follow the seasons. Mm. You know, so we're kind of nomadic, you know, in, in our, DNA. Yeah. So that's something that's very um, appealing to me is traveling, living on the road, you know, seeing the most beautiful uh, national parks across America, yeah. seeing the most beautiful countries. So that's what we're working towards now. Cool, man. Um, Bali's kind of the big step to getting yeah. there. Uh, we're going to be spending two months there. The retreat is a week long. It's from the 15th to the 21st of October. Okay. Uh, but we'll be in Bali for two months. Wow. Uh, practicing, you know, you know, I say practicing, doing, you know, right. living yeah. the yeah. remote life, yeah. you know, experiencing it firsthand. Um, so with both of our online uh, coaching and, and sources of income that allow us to travel and still help people and still, you know, yeah fund our travels you know is that something i'm curious like is that something that you would be like coaching people in on how to how to make that happen in their lives as it well could be something down the line yeah but for now i'm focused just on movement and health coaching yeah uh that could be something down the line is uh you know how to how to do that yeah yeah man i was just thinking I'm like, <laughs> man that'd be a great uh, other uh offshoot yeah. of the business man is i'm sure you know you're you're helping people move better and live better yeah. and you know, you, most tribes want to, yeah. you know, kind of are interested in all the different aspects of their mentors' lives. And right. I know that's got to be appealing to a lot of people. Like, yeah. who doesn't want to live in Bali for a couple, <laughs> or, you know, and then move somewhere else? Get up and move. Yeah, man. And, and that is appealing to me. Like, I feel like a, another societal cultural conditioning is settling down, settling down man, and yeah. not... It, it, it doesn't feel right for me, no, man, being no. stuck. Me neither. That's what it, yeah. So I'm excited for you guys to move in, uh, you know. So yeah, one thing uh, I'm considering doing for the first time is a kind of a vlog while we're there. Very we're cool. going to be there for eight weeks, so I'm thinking a weekly vlog. Um, and being the focus of movement while traveling, you know. Yeah. I think that would be a nice thing, like how to... Uh, keep your movement practice, you know, focus on, you know, uh, exploring and moving and adapting to the new environments that you're traveling through. Yeah. Cause that's a big thing in, in this country. And I heard all the time as a personal trainer was I'm traveling. So that's an excuse not to, yeah, to do anything to like, Oh, I can't eat good. And I can't fucking exercise because I'm traveling. Drink and just bring the body I think it's the opposite. Right. That's the reason too. <laughs> like it's the holidays. Yeah. Let, Let's eat really well. Right, Let, it's right. I'm traveling. Let's exercise. It's eat. such an interesting frame we have. I think we should reframe that. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The frame of holidays being an excuse. Like every holiday, there's a new junk food candy. You know what I mean? It's like fried <laughs> lard with peanut butter and Snickers. It's crazy. It, it is, man. So yeah, I think that's a powerful reframe. 
It is. Yeah. Yeah, man. It totally is. Like it, looking for reasons to move right, right. more, to eat better uh, is is definitely, uh, especially if you have kids, man. We're modeling to to the next generation and the next seven generations what they should be doing. And it's like, I, but I also understand and have empathy and compassion because it's almost like you're on autopilot. Like right. we're doing what we've always done, yeah. almost not knowing. Right. Something has to wake you up out of that. And, and it, it has, sounds, what's that? And it's not always, right? <laughs> no, it's not. You can go through your entire life just being, you know, on autopilot and, and then die, man, and or living with regret at the end. But it sounds like you've woke up and you <laughs> want to wake other people up. And this trip to Bali is the perfect invitation for people to wake up and move and live and love and experience life fully, because that's what we are as human are supposed to do as human beings is to experience life fully, not be 800 pounds right. and sick in, in, you know, not using our imagination. So how tell the tell the conscious crew out there and the all the uh, the Ohm folks, man, the Ohm tribe, like I'm sure they already know, but tell everybody out there how 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 can they join you on this retreat and how many spots are available? How many do you have left and how do they do it and where can they reach you? And yeah, absolutely. So to find out more about this Bali retreat, there's all at original human movement dot net okay forward slash bali gotcha and there you can see the full detail you know why we move what's included and you know we're going to be doing workshops on making uh wooden knives whoa cool uh, man coconut oil and uh, sh shelters things like that is it going to be is it going to be pretty regimented do you have like a, a strict yeah. schedule or yeah it's going to be we're going to have uh things to do every day from movement um you know the 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 tagline is we're moving beyond the yoga mat because i see a bunch of yoga retreats and it's yeah. like oh it's kind of cool okay but sure. it's also kind of boring it's like oh, i just do a little yoga here and there right but you know we're moving beyond the yoga mat you know we're, we're going out we're exploring we're going to walk through this environment this beautiful in the heart of bali you know it's like jungle is it's it's an eco stay so it's like beautiful top of the line you know, uh, there's going to be some treks. Uh, we're going to be doing some treks up mountains. Waterfalls, um, you said? Waterfalls. So it's not going to be too uh, um, rogue is no, what I'm hearing. No. But it's going to be challenging yeah. in a beautiful space. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have guides to, to take us okay, uh, cool, on our man. treks. And, and like, what's starting at what, you know, is this going to be like 10-hour days? Like, what's it, no, what does it look like? It's going to be a, a bit in the morning, a bit in the noon in the evening you know yeah. we're gonna have free time you know to explore on your own and cool and, and really get to uh see bali for what it is right on and uh so yeah originally human movement.net forward slash bali yeah let everybody um, know where they all your social uh, yeah. your websites and we'll also put those in right now there's a deal going on um you can bring a friend mm -hmm. uh and get 20 percent off each okay so that's 40 percent off total whoa uh so that's bring a friend 20 and if you check out together it's bring a friend 50 for an extra 50 percent off total uh so that's huge right now and for the conscious crew yep uh the conscious man tribe you can enter conscious man 20 for 20 percent off your ticket whoa uh, and then um yeah if you bring a friend and get even more and well is airfare included or is this 
Everything is included except airfare. Okay, so it's an all-inclusive uh, food, uh, the most beautiful food. Uh, there's some pictures up on the site you'll see. Yeah. But everything is local, organic, you know, right from the land, grown right there. Wow. Obviously, man. it's amazing. And uh, everything's included. The EcoSafe takes care of us with all the amenities. And it's, Sounds uh, amazing, man. It's going to be paradise. Awesome. Everybody out there, Go over to originalhumanmovement.net forward slash forward slash Bali. Bali. Check it out. Yep. Don't wait. Go over and check it out right now. Yes. That is your action step. We want you to move into action around taking better care of yourself. And uh, you don't have to do it alone. You can join Nate in the own crew, in the own tribe, and uh, they'll get you started. Yeah. So, uh, in closing, Nate, like, what is it that you want to, what is it that you want to do in the world? What's the thing that you want to leave behind your legacy? What, that's the closing question, man. I'm super curious. I think all of the conscious crew out there is curious. What is it that you want to leave behind for the generations to come, man? Yeah, I really want to just unlock people's bodies mm. and free their minds. Mm. So they can unleash their true potential. You know, that's, that's the mission statement. That's, and how do we do that? Yeah. We do that through movement. We do that through breathing, nutrition, lifestyle, you know, really encompassing the whole picture of what it means to be human in aligning with ourselves, our true selves, yeah. our true nature. And uh, doing that to unlock our bodies. Yeah. free our minds and unleash our true potential that's beautiful man that just i i just feel like a warmth in my heart and i feel this connection with you brother and i feel appreciation for what you're doing in the world and the lives that you're changing because you've certainly touched mine uh so i have a lot of gratitude over here and i appreciate you coming on and sharing this and uh best wishes yeah. uh with the bali trip and yes, if I can make it, man, hey, I'm going to be there. It would be, be a fantastic time if you are. I know it will, man. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Nate. Appreciate having you me. being here. Peace, everybody. Go over and check out Nate. Hit up the website. Don't wait. Unlock your bodies and expand your fucking minds. <laughs> Peace. See Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Conscious Man Podcast. I am your host, Scott Pagliaccio, and this podcast is designed to help elevate the collective consciousness of the entire universe. That's right. And how do I do that? By growing myself up, by becoming the best version of myself. That's my experience. And... Uh, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming back and listening. Thank you for all of your support. If you're new, welcome. I appreciate your listenership. I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day, morning, evening, afternoon, whatever it is for you to come listen to me. It is an honor and a privilege to have you guys hang out. 
So thanks. And we're going to dive right in. I wanted to share an experience that I had the other day. And this is, I mean, this is based around feeling depressed. I don't know if any of you ever feel depressed or shut down or emotionally unavailable and you just want to run away and hide and eat sugar and collapse into yourself and do whatever it is that you do, you know, watch porn, jerk off, uh, smoke, drink, do drugs, whatever. There's a, there's a plethora of things that I've noticed that I've done and do when I start to shut down emotionally and I've probably done all of those things, you know, to numb out because I didn't want to feel what I was feeling. And what I noticed the other day, I had this experience of shutting down emotionally and I, re- I kind of got underneath it. I realized I was feeling abandoned. I was feeling um, sadness, you know, depressed, alone, lonely. You know, I was I was watching what I was thinking and feeling what I was feeling and not trying to run from it. I mean, I wanted to. I wanted to avoid feeling that way. I wanted to do something, but I just sat with it. And I showed up to the emotion. So there was some energy in my body and it was in my stomach and it felt dense and it was strong and it was you know, I, it was starting to take me out. I was starting to collapse into myself. And luckily I have some tools and I'll, that's what I want to share with you. When you're feeling that way, I don't know if any of you experienced that really like just dense feeling and wanting to kind of hide, feeling alone, feeling depressed, feeling sad, just wanting to get away from that. Uh, show up to that and be curious. And then the other thing I did was I reached out to a friend, my brother Nate, who I've had on the podcast uh, very recently. I reached out to him, which is something that is hard when you're feeling that way. It's like I want to feel connected because I feel disconnected the thing I should do is reach out and and let somebody know. But that seems really difficult. Well, it's a great practice. And that's what I did. I reached out to him. I said, hey, man, this is what's going on for me. I just wanted to feel heard. I didn't want him to fix me. I didn't want him to say anything. So I reached out, talked to him for a little bit. Uh, Actually, we texted. You know, we didn't talk. I don't think we talked on the phone. So the first thing I did was to reach out when I was feeling that way and let him know what was going on for me. And he just kind of held the space. And that started to have me, you know, come out of it a little bit. And then I asked him for some feedback. You know, I, I said, man, what, what, what would you do here? And since he is big into movement and what helps him is he moves his body. So he's like, dude move your body, take a cold shower, 
you know, try something like that. And I didn't feel like that was even a possibility for me. I didn't feel like in the state that I was in that I could even do any of those things. Like I just wanted to just lay there because I felt dead inside. So, but it made sense to me. And, um, again, I also got curious about what was happening. And like I said, I felt abandoned. I felt alone. I felt sad. So I was in my victim. I was stuck in this poor me mentality, this victim mindset, which I think we all have. You know, we all have these mindsets that we go in and out of. So I recognized what was happening. I I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel accepted. I wanted to feel seen. I wanted to feel appreciation. I wanted to feel heard. And my point of this podcast is when you are needing to feel those things, waiting for it to come from outside is not the move. Giving it to someone else is the move for me. So giving to someone else what I wanted to feel inside of me was the move for me. And then I was filled with the feelings that I wanted to feel. So I'll give you an example. I, after talking to Nate, after being curious, curious and showing up to the emotion, finding out what the information was, it was just a feeling. The information was I wanted to feel connected. I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel appreciation. I wanted to feel connected. And so I decided to go to the gym. I, With every fiber of my being, I drove there. And there was so much, so much resistance inside of me. I didn't want to get out of the car. I didn't want to go in. I didn't want anybody to see me because I... I just felt, you know, there was probably some shame in there too. I didn't want I didn't want to go in there with that energy. But then I didn't want to wear a mask either. I didn't want to pretend like I was feeling okay. So, I mustered up the energy, drove to the gym, opened up the door, and that place is like there's so much so many people in there that are like family to me, um and I showed up. And as I started to walk in the door, you know, I made eye contact said hello and I saw one of my buddies one of my brothers in the office his name is Nick and you know I realized I had to give what I wanted to get that's the way to get unstuck for me so I'm offering this to you the listener a way to get out of being depressed and feeling Whatever it is you're feeling is to give the thing that you you want. I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel connection. I wanted to feel seen. And so I went, knocked on the door, opened it, saw my brother sitting there, and just got curious about what was going on for him. Just started to ask some questions. Genuinely curious how he was doing what was alive for him and I started a conversation and I I started to notice in my body I was coming out of it 
because I wasn't identifying with the emotion. I was connecting with another human being and I was giving what I wanted to receive, which was human connection, which was love, which was, um, I wanted to feel seen. So I was seeing my brother. I wanted to feel heard. So I was listening to him. I wanted to feel appreciation. So I was appreciating him in that moment. And things started to turn around. I started to get unstuck. I started to feel alive again. I The depression started to fade. Because you can't be love and be appreciation and be uh, understanding of another human being and feel depressed. It's how you get unstuck from feeling that way. That's my experience. So to make a long story short and to get to the point in the action step for any of you that are out there feeling depressed, feeling anxious, feeling whatever it is, give with give what you want what you want to receive to another human being. Try it. I know it sounds scary. I know it sounds hard. Try it. Whatever it is, if you are feeling lack of something, First of all, it makes sense. We all feel that. But you can change your state, in my experience, by connecting with other human beings and giving what you want to receive. I wanted to receive love, connection, and understanding. So I gave that to someone else. And I was full, and I mean full, of all of those things. And I've done it with with money too. I remember I uh, not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago, I was feeling lack and not abundance. And I started to look at what was going on in my psychology and it was like I was contracted and holding on to everything because I felt like if I gave anything that I wasn't going to have enough. And what I did was I let go of that idea and I gave to someone else who was in need more than me. And then abundance came to me. Then I got a phone call the next day of some side gigs. Hey, Scott, uh, we need you to, to come uh, work. And it came back tenfold. What I gave paled in, compa- paled in, compa- in comparison to what I ended up receiving. Does that make sense? What you want to receive, you have to give. That is like the secret. You have to move into action. You have to take bold action to transform your life. And it could be something as simple as acknowledging another human being or giving your time. I worked with the homeless a lot and still continue to and not, it doesn't have to be money, but I'll pull pull up to the corner and there'll be somebody standing there with a sign and I'll just make eye contact and acknowledge them. Roll down the window. That's right, roll down the window. I got an old car. And uh, look into their eyes and acknowledge them. Ask them their name. Shake their hand. How are you doing today? What's going on for you, sister? How are you, brother? And just listen for a minute while I'm at the light. And watch them light up. 
That's your action step for today. Give what you want to receive. Also, another action step is when you feel like you're shutting down emotionally, reach out to, you know, you, you have to have a friend and set context with them that, hey, man, when I'm in this state, I'm going to reach out to you and I need you to hold space for me and just hear me. And if I need feedback or if I need some advice, I'll ask you for it. Because sometimes people want to try to fix us and all we really need is to just be heard. So you have to kind of, you know, set context on the front end and let the person know what it is you need in that moment. And sometimes that's really hard and scary. And I feel like it's the move. Wow. That felt really good just talking to you guys. Just getting this out. Just sharing my experience of life with you in the hopes that it makes a difference over there. Because I know how challenging it could be. And a lot of us men, we want to wear masks. We don't want anybody to see us that vulnerable, that raw, that just, you know, in it. But I'll tell you what, you're modeling to your family, to your friends, that it's okay, that I need help. And I do quite often need help from someone else to get me unstuck. So reach out. Here's your action step. There's multiple layers to this. First of all, get somebody, get a friend that you can talk to, that you can reach out to, that will see you, hear you, you know, understand you. One. Number two, give what you want to receive. You feeling lonely? Give that to give your attention to somebody and see if it doesn't fill you up. If you're feeling depressed, connect with somebody. You know, reaching out is the first step. If you can't, you know, go all the way with it, I get it for sure. It's a lot to ask sometimes and it takes practice and it's worth it. Number two, give what you want to receive. Number three, move your body. Radically change your state. And... It could be just a breathing technique, you know, changing your state can be simply breathing in and out or just moving, moving your body to get unstuck, get that emotion unstuck, get it out of there, move it through, staying stuck in it and identifying with the emotion and in that looping thought pattern is only going to keep you there. You're lost. You're away from the present moment. You're staying stuck in your story. So reaching out, giving what you want to receive, and moving your body. Those are my three action steps for you today on this beautiful Friday. The biggest takeaway is give what you want to receive. It's paradoxical, it's profound, and it's life-changing in my experience. It really, really, really had me shift I wanted to share it with you because I care I care about you 
because I know how much it hurts over here. So enjoy the rest of your day, your weekend. It's a long weekend over here in Texas. We have three days off, lots of training to do. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for you, the listener, to practice these new tools you've been uh, presented. And reach out to me, man. Go over to uh, theconsciousman.net is the website. The email is scott at theconsciousman.net. Instagram is Scott Pagliaccio, the conscious man. DM me, email me. Let me know how it's going for you. Let me know if there's anything that I can do. Uh, Facebook is Scott Pagliaccio, P-A-G-L-I-A-C-C-I-O. Hit me up. Let me know how, how your practice of giving what you want to receive is going. Share this with a friend, please. With a family member, with a coworker, with somebody you don't like. That's where your work is, is with the people you don't get along with. It's easy to be with the people we get along with, but it's challenging to do conflict. And the conflict is within us. And it's, it's hard. And that's what we're doing here, growing and developing ourselves. So, all right, everyone, have a great rest of your day. And do, hey, one more thing. Go over and support the podcast if you're getting some benefit from this, man. If you go to theconsciousman.net and you go to the homepage of the website, there's a support button, man. There's three different levels. Support the podcast if you're getting some benefit. Go over to iTunes, write us a review and rate us. And uh, thank you. I love you guys. And we'll talk again real soon. Peace.